All right, so welcome to episode 75 of That Metal Podcast. I'm Wolfman Dave here. And uh, today's going to be a great, just kind of like a random episode we have. Um, I have one of my good buddies, um, Eric. How's it going, brother? Doing well. How are you doing? Doing awesome. I'm a little sore. I just got the uh, first vaccine, the COVID vaccine. Um, So a little sore from it but you know looking forward to the next one in february that's great i'm on the list just yeah waiting. just waiting for the call man they'll call you soon yeah and it's crazy because we just call you randomly that's what's funny about it um but you know first question like we kind of roll into with a lot of these is uh what have you what have you been listening to lately man uh well lately i've been listening mostly to jazz mm-hmm. um just because i've been um doing some of the promo and PR for my cousin's album. He's releasing a jazz album. Yeah. So I've been listening to some jazz, like all over uh, McCoy Tyner, Gerald Clayton, uh, yeah. a few other classics. Um, but that's one of the things I've been listening to. Other than that, uh, some prog metal and even some pop here and there. Yeah. Just a little bit of everything right now. Um, and a lot of children of bottom since right. uh, Lexi's death. Yeah, yeah. How about I was listening to, uh, I think we were talking about Synergy for a bit, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were talking about them. Yeah, listening, listening to a lot of Synergy. I was listening to a lot of, uh, I forget the name of the Green Album. Um, Hate Breeder, right? The Hate Breeder. Yeah. Hate Breeder. Listening to a lot of that one. Um, and then some of the uh shit what was the blue one uh fall the reaper yeah that one's cool <laughs> it's because like I, I laugh because when they do the you know the synth and the oh yeah yeah and it's kind of like in your face man but it's it, they're a lot of fun man and, and it's like it's it's kind of sad because like you know if you had been in the metal scene and paid attention to to lexi's uh health you knew that it was declining in the last few years um so it kind of sucks that i don't know i don't know ultimately if we know what happened or not you know so i i hear you man also listening to the to children and stuff like that um uh, uh, anything else i'm sorry yeah no basically that's what i've been listening to right now not a not that much metal but still just just a few bands because good metal dose yeah just i I cannot i cannot be live without metal at all so that's why (laughs) yeah 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 anything else you've been listening to um i'm still on the so i had been listening to um sammy the bull i don't know we know him he's a a mobster uh mafia guy Uh, i have been listening to a lot of his videos on on youtube so we watch him it's uh, it's just called sammy the bull gravano and he talks about crazy stories that he, you know, shit that he's done in the in the mafia. It's really interesting. Uh, and then I've been listening to some paranormal podcasts that, well, specifically one, which is uh, Jim Harold's Campfire Stories. And people call in and they just tell their stories to him. And they're really cool because they're they're really interesting, man. That's just. I like it. It's all over the place. It's not just like ghosts. It could be doppelgangers, creatures. Um, it could be time travel or, you know, stuff to do with time. Yeah. You know? 
one band that I was listening to that somebody on it could have been the Prague Power page, the group on Facebook. Somebody put up a single from this band called Art of Illusion. Have you heard of Art of Illusion? I haven't actually, no. Okay. They're probably a little bit more uh, AOR style melodic rock, hard rock. Okay. Um, but they have prog influences in them. Uh, and I really love the vocalist. This dude's amazing. I'll have to, I'll have to uh, show you the song um, that I heard. Not, not super heavy. It's, <laughs> it's really not heavy at all. Yeah. Uh, but those guys, I mean, I was like a lot of the dudes who put you know uh, songs on the Prog Power page, they put a lot of good shit that, that I've noticed. So I kind of go by them and like, you know, what is this guy recommending today, or what are they, yeah. you know, what are they putting? So it's pretty cool listening to. Also, Robert Pearson's Humbucker, the Out of the Dark album, which is fucking outstanding. If you're into Thin Lizzy. Um, stuff like that, that kind of rock, you know what I mean? Sort of um, dual guitar type stuff going on. Um, and and there's other there's other bands that you could kind of hear, but I hear Thin Lizzy the most. Um, okay, it's fun. It's a, just it's a it's a it's a really good good rock album, I would say. Sounds fun. So, and then I had been exploring some German techno. <laughs> <laughs> that's great it's always it's fucking fun dude it's so fun. it's it's crazy so you know now that we've officially hit 2021 uh is there anything that you look forward to um i think for me um there's one thing that i look forward to the most right and i don't know if you kind of have the same idea but you know what do you kind of look yeah. forward to doing again I think I know where you're going, but yeah, mostly concerts, yeah, exactly. live shows, yeah. and traveling in general. Yeah, man. Uh, I think that's something that we need to be doing. Like, yeah, uh, mingling and I mean, come on, we were at the Amorphous together, remember? Yeah, uh, we we're you know it's crazy how it just happens and it's like it's uh, undoubtedly I think even with people like at seventy k. You, you, yeah. you start to see them at concerts, you know, like I had gone to Austin or um, Phoenix and all different places. Like you wear your, you wear your seventies, tons of metal shirt. And then it's like, <laughs> Hey, my, my 70k brother, what's going on? And like, everybody's just chilling. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool how that happens, but um, yeah, you're right. I mean, any metal albums you think that are hopefully come out this year? Hopefully. Um, Honestly, haven't paying as much attention as I should to metal albums because there were also a lot of releases late last year, yeah. um, which I was looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, but for this year, I know Therion is releasing their album tomorrow. Have mixed feelings about it because oh, I didn't know that. What I, yeah, what I heard, uh, it sounds like the old stuff. Well, <laughs> not old old stuff, but like yeah. their symphonic. Uh, yeah their yeah mainstream stuff and all that but it's a three-hour album and ah. that's just telling me that not all of it is great yeah <laughs> there might be a lot of filler in there yeah yeah um you know i think 
Megadeth for sure. I look forward to that. Um, I really just hope they don't fuck it up or water it down. You have Dirk on drums. You have um, shit. What's his name from Angra? The guitarist. Oh yeah, the guitarist uh, Kiko. Yeah, Kiko Luderio. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I mean, right there already, you have the basis for an incredible heavy metal like album. And I don't even. I'm not even gonna. I really hope they go beyond the means of thrash and just and in in go other genres. You know, bend genres. Who cares? Because they have the ability to do all that. Um. And I know I think at the gates is going to release an album in the spring. So yeah, that should be the fun. one. Yeah, the one that I'm sure uh, looking forward to is uh, Diablo Swing Orchestra's new mm -hmm. album. I know they're releasing it this year, hopefully. Yeah, um, that sounds fun. They're always fun to listen to. I don't know if you've listened to them much. Um, just the name. I'm I'm not familiar with them. I've just heard yeah. them before. They they basically do what you just say. They bend genres and they yeah. they pretty much each song in in their albums is metal with another genre. Okay. There's the the metal with uh, mariachi. There's a metal with uh, a swing. There's a metal song with uh, I don't know even like a Alba style pop. Yeah. There's the metal song, even wow. one with uh, dubstep. Dubstep. Wow. Um, like yeah, there's, they're they've been doing that for a while. Like they started more operatic, symphonic metal with a twist, yeah. with that twist. But yeah, they they've evolved really, in a really good and fun way. So they're not afraid to, to, to play whatever. Yeah, I think that's, that's cool. I'm, I have not actually heard that before, so. Um, I'll have to check that out only because if it's if they play stuff like you're saying like ABBA with type with metal and stuff like that I'm I think yeah. all that shit's cool because I like ABBA anyways I think they're great you know what I mean the yeah. a lot of the stuff that came out I think a lot of people are like um, maybe from the 70s and 80s for me I feel like um, and I and I think I, I, I kind of go with the same thing with like hair metal, uh, glam metal. Like I didn't necessarily, I grew up in the eighties, but I wasn't a teenager in the eighties. So yeah. I always say, um, glam was not my battle. Right. I wasn't like, why would I fi fight for, for that? I'm, I'm always, <laughs> I was like five, you know? So it didn't really matter to me. So when I listen to all that stuff, that's kind of what I think about. Like, In other words, why why limit ourselves to, to, you know what I mean? Why be narrow-minded with music when we can listen to everything? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's uh, like, I have a friend. Well, my cousin that I mentioned earlier, uh, he says like, there's only two types of music. There's good music and bad music. Yeah, like, it's not about genres. It's about it being good and it being yeah. bad, basically. Yeah. So yeah. I mean that's, that's true. Good. At the end of the day, that's, that's true. I mean, that, and that, I mean, there's for a few exceptions for me. Like, I, absolute, <laughs> I absolutely dislike Mastodon and okay. uh, and Ghost. I, I just can't stand them. I, and I kind of been talking about it from the beginning of like almost like every episode. I, I have to say that I don't like them. You know, just to kind of keep <laughs> egging on that I don't like them. 
Um, and just you know so what, nobody asks. Yeah, I, yeah, you can. <laughs> nobody asks, but I gotta keep, I gotta keep egging it on. But something that does not suck. This cool band, Eternal Autumn. So if you guys like melodic, some with like thrash mixed in, you're gonna dig this. Uh, these dudes have a two song EP coming out. Um, and one of the, the songs you guys are gonna hear right now is called The Eminent Gray. So stay tuned for that. And let me know if you guys like it or not. Let's hear it. Oh, 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 
Fuck yeah, man. So those guys rip. I remember I heard them earlier. Well, I mean, I heard them earlier this morning and I was like, I have to have this song on there. So I've been back and forth emailing and stuff like that. So I'm glad that they're on here now. And um, so you guys, there's, you know, there's other bands out there too. If you guys wish to, you know, kind of get your music out there. If you want other, other people around the world to listen to, to your music, don't be scared. Or don't be shy. Send it over to that metal podcast one at gmail.com. And that's the number one, not O N E. Um, so I think one of the, it's kind of like your brand butter, I would say is beer. <laughs> uh, I know this is something that fascinates you. You have, uh, I know you've done as like Facebook live, right? You've done, or Zoom meetings, right? Yeah. So let's, on that note, let's just... Salud. <laughs> Cheers. So uh, beer, I'm a brewer. Okay. I make beer. Uh, I have a brewery in Juarez, uh, Mexico. Yes. And not only that, I'm part of an association of brewers uh, in Juarez. I'm actually the president right now of that association. So I'm involved in the craft beer movement in many ways. Yes. Also, I'm an organizer of a festival called Festival Desertica. Uh, it's a, you could call it a, an international festival. It's mostly um, related to the border area. Oh, okay. is El Paso, but uh, there's people and breweries from all over participating. Many from Albuquerque participate, many from uh, all the way in Mexico, Guadalajara, Cancun, um, all over. So it's not only a craft beer festival, it's a, a craft beer, food, and music festival. Mm, okay. We haven't been doing a lot of metal in that festival yet. Because it's, we're trying to keep it more uh, open to everyone. Yeah. And sad to say, metal is not, uh, not for everybody. For everyone, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, next year probably we'll have a few one, two metal bands, hard rock. Um, so that's what I do basically. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the things, and we do have a. A podcast as well, a beer podcast with the association. So it's all, it's in many ways. In the festival, we have the the festival and digital content, and we have the podcast with the association. And yeah, make keep making beer and basically letting people know about beer that it's not just to get you drunk. Right. It's it, that's a, a bonus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it's it's great. It's good tasting if you know where to find. Uh, there's people that have told me, like, I don't know, I, I don't like beer at all. And I just tell them, yeah. well, you haven't tried the right beer for you. Because that's, uh, that's true. The world of beer, it's there's hundreds of different styles of beer. And we, when we talk about industrial beer, we're just used to the like five. Or 10 of those hundreds of styles yeah so yeah i could 
get going talking about about that for a long time but yeah that's basically how about you would you drink that, that's beer are you into other drinks I, i'll um i'll drink anything so i'm fine with anything you know um i would like to get into whiskey uh, a little bit further but for me i feel like i'm happy with beer uh, i know there's There's a lot of different styles out there. I think the one that really kind of hit me, and I don't know what necessarily what style it is. Uh, have you had the one from Las Cruces, the uh, De La Vegas? Uh, oh yeah, the, the pecan beer. Pecan beer. Pecan beer. Yeah. That one, to me, is a uh, it's just a beautiful taste. Um, like it's just right. It's not too sweet. It's not too sour. It's just like perfect. Um, but it seems like they never have any when I, every time I go to the, to the restaurant, but I don't know. I mean, like even the guys here, uh, blazing tree, uh, those guys are yeah. awesome. A blazing tree brewery. They have their version of a pecan beer. Um, yeah, they do. And, um, uh, peanut butter one as well. Yes. That one's awesome. The peanut butter is awesome. Uh, I have yet to try, uh, what is it? The other brewery, um, There's a few. Yeah. There's El Paso Brewing Company. There's Old Sheepdog. And there's Aurelius on the west side. Okay. No, I don't know about those guys. Okay. And Dead Beach. Yeah. I do recommend Aurelius. They're, they are um, they're on the far west side, uh, northwest in El Paso. Yeah. But they're also metal guys, the, the brewers oh. and the owner. Cool. So... Yeah, and their beers, they, they release them with like names, like there was one uh, called uh, Belial, uh, or <laughs> like the demon. Yeah. Um, there's the other one, like uh, Sawin for uh, Halloween. So they do incorporate all that uh, occult <laughs> part of metal into naming their beers as well. So that's that's the cool that thing part. about it. <laughs> that's fucking cool. Man. Yeah. And uh, what are you drinking right now? This is actually a beer from Juarez. This is the Jestly. It's a name in, uh, I believe it's either Nahuatl or Raramuri. It's a, a, a native language in in Mexico. Basically, it's a dark red ale. So it's a, like a red ale, kind of like a, between a brown ale and a red ale. It's sweet, yeah. uh, roasty. It's a, it's a good one. Nice. You were were you able to find that here or yet to you it would be in Juarez uh, or in a few other parts in Mexico. Uh, they have it. Uh, it's by La Jauria Brewing. So like the pack, like pack of dogs. It's the translation. Okay. How 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 do you how would you rate some of the places here, like the uh, like specs and the what is the wine? Uh, the total wine? Total wine in terms of their their the amount of like the types of beers that they have like um because i feel like when i go let's say for example i like going to the german to the german section and i and i feel like every time i go there especially at specs yeah they have like a few they don't have a lot of options now i'm not sure if they only have a few because that's that's really the only good ones or that's it you know what i mean like um I feel like they just 
they just tried uh, they don't try as hard in, in, in other words is what i'm saying yeah what what's um a bad thing here in el paso is that we are so far apart from every other big city that um we don't get a lot of the beers that they get and also being in texas texas has really shitty regulations when it comes to alcohol Mm. and every single brewery that wants to release a beer to sell in texas doesn't matter where they're from they have to have their label approved in texas not only in the u.s texas has a second approval and has different specifications. So not a lot of beer, uh, breweries and beers from outside of Texas mm-hmm. opt to sell that much in Texas. And when they do, they ship only to uh, Austin, Dallas, yeah. Houston, and the, the big cities and the, the city triangle over there on the east side of Texas. Yeah. So we here, we don't get a lot. Uh, Specs and Total Wine are probably the, the biggest yeah. um, or better selection that we get. And Aurelius, they, they do sometimes um, either go to the east side of East Texas or have someone send them special uh, deliveries from there. So that's a good thing. And But the good thing that, uh, about here in El Paso is that we're really close to New Mexico. Yeah. So I don't know if you've been to Salmon Park area. There's next to the barbecue place, the state line that's right in the state line, Texas and New Mexico, there's a liquor store next to it, which uh, the restaurant is in Texas. The liquor store is in New Mexico. <laughs> so okay. they, ju- they just pushed the door like uh, 10 feet and now it's in New Mexico. <laughs> and uh, they get beers from New Mexico instead of Texas. So they get better, oh, wow. sometimes better, sometimes just different beers that you don't get it anywhere else in El Paso. So I that might be a good place for me to look for that uh... Yeah, that, they sell it there. They have cases there, like always. Yeah, because I've been wanting to buy uh, at least a case. You know what I mean? So that's awesome. I did not know that. I mean, no. I, I mean, the reality is what you're saying is it's kind of like a food desert here, uh, uh, food and beer desert in El Paso. In a way, it's true. Yeah. We're the closest big. Big city would be what, Albuquerque? Um, yeah, and, and El Paso is bigger than Albuquerque. So. Exactly, right? And then what is it? San Antonio, Phoenix. Austin? Phoenix. Phoenix. It's Phoenix. closer, but... Yeah. By an hour. But that's two, but that's two states over. <laughs> that is two states over, yeah. So it's kind of crazy, like, I mean, how how much, you know... But, I mean, that's... that's In the way that it's... Everything changes in regions... The same thing you have with metal. Everything changes, yeah. really, you know what I mean? And that's one of the, the beauties and how we are as people. We have to adapt to the, to everything around us. So I think that's pretty cool that um, we have all that available to us, you know what I mean? And I know one of my buddies, um, our mother co-host, um, Diego, he has a, an app that's called... Huh, what is it called? Let me see. Well, I had it. I don't know where it's at anymore. <laughs> uh, it's called Craft Beer Kings or CBK. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Okay. I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, 
Yeah, you could order stuff from uh, different brewers and stuff like that. It's kind of like, <laughs> it reminds me of like Etsy, but it's like yeah. beer, beers. You know what I mean? You order whatever you want. They have a lot of cool, like, crazy yeah, I think they're, they're located in California, but they ship uh, throughout the U.S. Yeah. So, yeah, they, you, you get a lot more in California. California is particularly, well, no, all of California is really big in craft beer. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. I've seen, I've seen a lot of, uh, what is it, like... Um, like with uh, Guy Fieri, it's like, hi, I'm Guy Fieri, and I'm in California. And like, he, when he goes into this random bar, and it's like a a place where people are just eating badass food, and it's like a giant bar with like all these taps and stuff like that. And I'm like, damn man, these guys yeah. are like so lucky that they have stuff like that. Now I know we have stuff like that here too, but I feel like um, on the east side. Cause I'm here in the lower Valley East side. I feel like there's not a lot of selection uh, specifically in the lower Valley. <laughs> um, who knows? It gets a bad rep, you know, yeah. but um, you know, now we have um, Tin Man, right? Tin Man has a pretty good selection sometimes. Um, and those are also regional or, or local, local beers, right? Texas beers, local beers. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. For the most part, and I think those guys do do, do it do it well. Um, they do, but you know, I mean, some of the times, what do you do, man? Because that shit can get expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It can. That's why I brew it that right. way. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I, you only pay for half of it. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's a great idea. Yeah. Actually, I I had I had told uh, one of my friends, and then I don't know, maybe you could help me out here or i could help you out here with whatever but i had said that i have been wanting to do a peanut butter fudge uh beer and i think that might be it would probably be a stout probably but i mean i think it'd be outstanding yeah. uh, so anything peanut any anything peanut butter and beer sells out like crazy <laughs> here especially this area i don't know there's a love for peanut butter here <laughs> <laughs> what about peanut butter that people love? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I mean, I like it, but <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you don't have to be eating the peanuts with the beer; it's already in the beer. You know, that's what. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good way so, to put it. <laughs> I, I think, um, like for me, I was I was so happy when I had that. Um, what was it? The uh, Lightning Kugels Snowdrift. Um, was it Snowdrift uh, Porter? Yeah, the yeah the vanilla seasonal, right? Yeah, the vanilla porter, and it was just it was just it's just glorious, man. It's just so yeah, it's just so delicious, man. I don't know, how, but I hadn't seen it in years. I had not no, seen it in years. I haven't seen it in a while. Also, I actually make a vanilla porter, but I add molasses to it. Mm, okay, so that it, it adds that like burnt sugar flavor to it, yeah, which a little different. I enjoy. Does it have like a root beer kind of thing or an actual like brown sugar, like a little different taste? No, it has more of a brown sugar, okay. like a burnt sugar taste. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. 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 And the good thing also, I don't know if you've noticed in uh, craft beer, I think I, I'm into craft beer that much because it's it also 
has that spirit of freedom that metal gives you and all the alternative scene gives you. Yeah. That it's going against the stream. It's not going for the uh, industrial, whatever is established and all that. It's just going right. uh, for that. And even a lot of bands uh, have collaborated now with breweries and they've released their own uh, beers. Right. There's Megadeth. Uh, they have their beer. Iron Maiden, they have like six different beers now. Yeah. Um, Dark Tranquility, they have released a couple. Monomarth, Opeth. Yeah, Mehemoth. Pantera recently was going to announce one, I think. Yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a ton. Even uh, the guy from uh, Satyricon, uh, okay. uh, Satyr, he has a winery. Oh yeah, and and they also brew beer, I, I think. So, yeah, there's, yeah, something that I, I actually, yeah, I actually have this book uh, that is made by Decibel Magazine. Oh fuck! About yeah. Extreme beers, yeah. and it shows you a lot of beers that are like are extreme or having like uh, like cool labels, metal labels, and all that. So they try to pair it with metal and. <laughs> music and it's it's interesting it's they had a festival huh they used to have a festival yeah like a beer yeah. metal festival a beer yeah. festival right they had it make uh, a mixed yeah um, and they stopped well i mean i'm pretty sure they had to stop yeah that, that's pretty much what i think happened <laughs> with everything that's what i was going to ask you though i mean what about you know um 70k you know do you think that's going to happen uh i um, don't know if it'll happen this year but I don't think it will. I don't think year. it'll happen this year. Because what is it? The first week of February regularly? Sometime, well, I haven't been, but I've been wanting to go for a few years now. Um, the It's usually mid-January, uh, early January. Um, last year, it was late. It was a little later. Uh, well, a little. It's, it's always changed. It changes. But I mean, it's well worth it's well worth the money that you put. Uh, I know somebody today asked on the 70K group, someone asked, hey, do you think, uh, you know, how much money am I going to spend? Um, <laughs> and I'm like, well, it depends on how much you drink, you know, because, <laughs> excuse me, like if you're drinking, everything's, everything's $9 to $11. Every beer makes drink everything no matter what it's always that price so it doesn't matter what you get yeah so for the people who kind of um want to think in in with money i guess and beer uh, beer economics i call it like <laughs> you buy the fosters you know the fosters can the 32 ounce can because it's just oh, yeah. it's a big ass can for 10 bucks um and shit it'll last you uh at least maybe a show you know what i mean because each each show is what 45 minutes so i mean it depends yes. on how fast you drink too so i was i was estimating you know depending on on that and your itinerary on the way over there and on the way back um it could be at least two and a half thousand total per person well so, and you know that's depending on how much merch, if you're going to buy any merch, uh, which I at least, at least I always say buy the, buy the boat shirt, you know what I mean? Buy the 70 K shirt, at least. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a badge of honor. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So it's great to at least have that. Um, But I mean, when it comes to stuff like that, I know Hellfest already is in doubt. They're not too sure if they're going to have it in, is it, I think it's in France, I believe. Yeah, it's in France. I know a lot of different ones are already canceling right now. Um, They've been canceling. Yeah. So they're kind of that kind of bums me out. You know what I would love to see, and I would fucking really fucking love. Now I would we're talking about Prague Power earlier. Yeah. I would fucking love to go see if Arion played. Um, but I mean, dude, yeah, <laughs> how can you pull that off? Like you'd have to have other people, other bands that are in Arion that perform in Arion have their own bands play at Prague Power. And maybe the last, have the last performance just be Arian. You know what I mean? That would be amazing if they could do something like that. Yeah, that's probably the only the only way they could do it. Like bring all the bands that play with Arian. And... Yeah, and then have them individually play, and then all together they play. I mean, I mean yeah. that would be probably the smartest, cheapest way to do it. Yeah, okay. but contract would be a <laughs> the contract guy would be a. The one doing all the work there. Yeah, he'd be in Kinga for sure. <laughs> but, I yeah. mean, but I mean, it'd be, it'd be cool. I mean, and not only that, I mean, shit, dude. Like, I saw when they were doing um, Ariane Universe when they had announced it Yeah. <clears throat> several years ago. Well, a few years ago. And it sold out in minutes. What, it, like an hour maybe or less? Um, yeah. it's a decision that you have to make like okay I'm gonna go to the Netherlands I'm gonna go. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna go like there's no other way and yeah. however I, I get the ticket. tickets or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean that's why you gotta look at it but man, like for me it's like they sell out so fast and they're like it's like three or four in the morning here and it's like oh shit I, you know you have to you have to really think about stuff like that and then yeah. you get lucky and Just do it. I mean, they had that. They had the uh, uh, so the electric castle. They did oh, that yeah. one. It sold out quick. And uh, I really hope that they do. Um, shit. What's the other one? Um, the human equation, or oh well, they uh, did the the space, theater equation already. The the space one. Um, space metal. Uh, what is it called? I don't remember the name right now. Yeah, let me. It, well, the album was Star called one? Space Metal. What's that? Okay, the Star One. Star One. Star And, One. Yeah, I really hope because he had hinted. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, he wanna, hinted something. He had hinted at it, so I was like, "Oh my god!" I hope they bring back Star One because, dude, like the last Star One album was awesome, man. I think he had um, what's his name from Symphony X? Um, oh. Dude, I totally, I'm, I'm off on the yeah. name. <laughs> uh, I don't know his name, to be honest. The singer, you know, from Symphony X. Yeah. And I think he had Dan Swano, I believe, uh, growl here and there. Uh, cool. He had an outstanding group of people, but uh, Russell Allen, there you go. Okay. Russell Allen. Man, talk about the tours this past summer that were supposed to happen that didn't happen. Symphony X. I'm sad. Yeah, man. That was... <laughs> There were so many good ones, dude. Yeah, so I was cool. gonna go. What was it? Uh, to Phoenix. Yeah, was gonna be the Waruna show, mm-hmm. and then uh, next day it was the 
elevate an insomnium, I think, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then what else? For power, we had tickets already. Yeah. The um, we well, still you still have them. Though. Yeah, I still have them. What um what what days are you going? All of them or mm, this year only? Oh, uh, because they start on a Thursday and end on the Saturday. I think. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's like no, it's starting on Wednesday. Oh, so okay. I'm only going yeah Friday and Saturday. Okay. Yeah, but um. It's it's interesting and I'm going mostly because of the bands and mostly the gathering. I've been wanting to see them forever and didn't get to see them with uh, Annika, but yeah, I mean, uh, what's her name? Celia, I think the other singer. Yeah. She's amazing as well. So I had seen. Uh, I think there was like a YouTube video, like reunion type thing. Uh, the 25 year anniversary i think so I think. and they all kind of sang huh they they took all, all the yeah that yeah. was a cool one all the members yeah uh, not only singers all the members oh, okay. returns yeah. and yeah. i think that's cool that. man when when there's like this like there's no bad blood you know yeah or animosity or just you know just do what you got to do and i think that's cool i think ultimately it's like maybe there's some sort of reconciliation with them themselves but also, you know, knowing that the fans want to hear that. Yeah. I think that's special to be able to do something, something like that. You know what I mean? Um, I think one of the, one of the, I think concerts it was supposed to be was, uh, I keep forgetting. I know it was Symphony X and a couple of other, Fi Symphony X, Firewind. Okay. And mm -hmm. Primal Fear, I think. And I was like, damn it, that would have that would have been great, man. Just yeah, power just, metal paradise. Yeah, no, <laughs> just pure metal, dude. It would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't I, think Gus G is in Firewind anymore, is he? Or I don't think he is, but maybe he's with Ozzy, no? Is he <laughs> right maybe, now? I think he does both. Yeah, let me double not. check. Because I thought he created Firewind, so he can't just leave. <laughs> you got a you got a point there. <laughs> Or he could. I guess. Apparently, he's still yeah. He's okay. Power Firewind. Yeah, he left Dream Evil, not Firewind. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, and I remember right when they started canceling everything. That next week was Devin Townsend's that uh, show. Which one were you going? We we're gonna go to Denver. The Denver, right? Yeah. We we're gonna go there. Yeah. Yeah, dude. With Andrew. I remember that. With Andrew, yeah. yeah we're <laughs> Ah, that sucks. It's and my friend, and then, my friend asked yeah. me, "Hey, man, well, uh, are they ever gonna do it? Because we have the tickets still, technically." I'm like, I don't know. Dude. <laughs> I guess that's up in the air, man. Yeah, I think that we did get a refund for that one. I think. Really? So, yeah. Because I, uh, I need to tell my friend to to who should they hit up the venue or. I think it was the we hit the venue and then they told us until the promoter cancel and then they ended up canceling. Okay, yeah. I'll tell I'll tell the I'll tell my friends too. Yeah, because that's like a hundred and some odd dollars that my friend, one of my no. friends paid. So I'll have to I'll have to investigate that further. That's yeah. <laughs> also but, uh, the go ahead. Also the Borknagar show. 
right. that's going to be here in El Paso. I, yes. I've been wanting to uh, hear Barkingard live that's, for a while. That would have been a bucket list. Yeah, I don't remember who they were playing with, but it, it was uh, it was a good show. Yeah, it was supposed to be a good show. Fuck, man. There was, the, 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 it was a, a year of great concerts, man. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not even exaggerating. There were just so many good ones everywhere. Um, but everything had to get canceled. But hopefully with that, you know, you get a group of people that regrouped, possibly got in the studio to write some new music and stuff and hopefully tour on that, you know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, have, have you been checking out uh, live shows or the live stream shows? You know what? I haven't. Um, I know for me, most of the time, it's because sometimes it's at a weird time and I forget. Yeah. Um, so like they start like at three in the afternoon or like a, a really odd, odd hours. Yeah. I had caught a little bit of the Night Flight Orchestra Um, they were one of the, not one of the first ones, but yeah, I guess they were who were going to do the streaming stuff. And yeah. it sounded pretty cool. Um, I know Behemoth took it to a whole new level with the way they oh, did they it. Did. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the one that disappointed me, and I'll tell you what, um, a lot of people get all pissed off with me, but it disappointed me because of the sound was the Catatonia one. Uh, mm -hmm. They recorded it and then they put it up. Um, um, well, I have Apple Music, so oh, okay, yeah. I heard it. And I was like, the, the Jonas sounds weird. Um, his, I mean, uh, he's, he's vocally, he's amazing. I'm not saying that, <laughs> oh, yeah, but, it, but it's the way he was mic'd or the way he was, you know what I mean? The way yeah. that, it didn't sound the same. I, I mean, I love Catatonia, and I remember hearing, I didn't even know they were releasing it, and I remember hearing one song, and I was like, mm, yeah, uh, just like, yeah. I don't know, I'm not going to hear the rest. But the I, one that I really, yeah. the, I really loved was the Lepros and Isan together. Okay. They did a, a live show together, and basically it was... Two songs Lepros, two songs Isan, okay. three songs Lepros, and they were alternating and then uh, members from each other's band playing with the other band and it was What? a great show. It was a great That's show. Awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. It was it, like two it, months, two, yeah. a month ago probably. Can we find that on YouTube or was it like just the page and that's it? No, just a page they do it with, but you could still, I think, buy find like it. to watch it. Yeah. Probably find it somewhere. That's cool, man. I know it's it's one of those things where that's all we have for the moment. And hopefully we don't continue with this shit because, you know, vaccines are rolling out. It's only a matter of time. You know, hopefully by the time all, the majority of the people hopefully start getting it, um, you have what? Hopefully the fall to look forward to, you know? Uh, I think yeah. very at the very, like realistically, you know what I mean. I think realistically, I think the fall, August, and on being optimistic, yeah. being optimistic. I think we have a good chance of potentially having stuff happening. You know, concerts at least or some sort of normalcy, man. So we'll yeah. see. 
whatever it is. But. <laughs> yeah, at that time. <laughs> the, but is it how they were saying the new normal? It's the new normal. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those. <laughs> I, I feel like we should just adapt. We, we should be able to adapt to a lot of the situations. And quite frankly, I think a lot of benefits have come out from the pandemic and I love this whole idea of curbside pickup <laughs> with food. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. Otherwise, they would have never offered that to you. Which kind of now that you think about it, it's like, man, that fucking it makes sense that they do that. You know what I mean? Like I know Applebee's have been doing it for years. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I think it's it only makes sense that we're like adapting to different things. Um, and shit, man, you should be wearing a fucking mask if you're sick. What no yeah. uh, people in Japan have been doing that for years. That's true. Um, they're polite. They're trying to be polite. They're not trying to be the tough guy at work who doesn't want to wear, who doesn't want to miss work because you know what I mean? Like, dude, stay There's home. And, point in that. <laughs> yeah. Stay home and get better, dude. Don't be an asshole. Like, it's cool. We know you're tough, but just stay home. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, anyways, I digress. But I noticed that you're drinking from that beer glass that you have right there. Um, is that your favorite? That's it's just a normal. Oh, okay. one is the festival one, the one that yeah. I we created for the festival, the uh, beer festival we do. Yeah. Uh, but I have another. I just finished that beer. Have another glass here. Yes. I'm gonna change a beer. Okay. And this this is probably my favorite beer glass. That um, beer, by the way, for that glass, is well really hard to fucking drink, man. It is. It's difficult to drink. Yeah. When you're burn, first starting, it yeah. is one of uh, it is hard to drink. But once you get into it and you start trying a lot of beers, yeah. Uh, the beer that I'm gonna open up right now, this one's like a ten percent beer. Oh, I've heard. I've seen 10% that. Ten percent alcohol. Yeah, it's from. It's a Texas beer. Yeah. Uh, Devil's Backbone. It's a Tripel beer. So it's like nine or ten percent alcohol. It's nice, strong. Yeah. Nice. So it's a Belgian style, but brewed in Texas. Cool. Cool, man. Now the glasses, the design is not by accident. It's not. Okay. Can can we? Can you uh, elaborate on that? Sure. I mean, uh, thing we don't have beta for this, right? So it's going to be right. a, a now Detroit description. So this is a. Uh, Tulip style glass. Yeah, uh, they call it tulip because it looks like the flower. It pretty much is like, um, like a bulb at the bottom. Then it kind of closes and then opens up again. Uh, Almost like top. an hourglass figure. Yeah, like an hourglass figure, and it opens up at the top. And basically, um, it has a little closure so that the bubbles stay there. Okay. Uh, of the carbonation yes and it has the opening for the aromas to escape oh so whenever you're close to the glass you can smell Excellent. it and i do really like this kind of glass because the smells you, you get all the smells from the beer yeah. that you're drinking luckily i smell i, I still have the sense of smell <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> knock on wood yeah right <laughs> but yeah it's it's a it's a very floral uh, style of beer. It's yeah. a sweet and floral beer, but it's like 10% alcohol. So. Yeah, I could see like, 
that color it's beautiful man so yeah people think like the the darker the beer the harder it is and the stronger it is but this is like a golden uh right orangey color and it's like one beer if you're not used to it one beer is gonna get you to the floor yeah 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 it looks good actually um i've i've had those uh kolsch style glasses have you seen them tall skinny yeah the tall skinny glass yeah yeah i love those i don't know why but um those seem to have caught my eye more and i had um i forgot which beer brand it could have been kolsch no I think it was Kolsch. Yeah, it probably Grolsch, I think. It could have been. Yeah. Well, that one's, that's the green one, right? Yeah, that's a green bottle. For the boop, the little. The flip top. Yeah, and no, it's not, it's not, it wasn't that one. Scholes, something like that. I forgot. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot of German names there that uh, I'm going to mispronounce or he, any German I, listeners? <laughs> I mispronounce it all the time, and I'm so sorry, guys. I don't do it on purpose. Um, yeah, I do have a a glass collection. <laughs> yeah, so I have like 30 glasses that just for different styles of beer. <laughs> just because it actually makes a difference. Uh, some people call me snobbish or whatever, but <laughs> hey, when you get into it, you 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 start noticing things so it's true i think i think you're it's i think it's very true um i can't find the name but yeah for sure it's these kind of styles yeah. oh yeah those those are like a tall thin yeah they're tall similar to the highball glasses yeah yeah so pretty cool man i have a i had a couple of them and i don't know I don't know. We moved, right? So we're, we're um, um, for people who might be listening, uh, remembered uh, for that I've been listening to for quite a while, actually. Um, if you remember, I was by the railroad tracks and my old duplex were, were actually two houses back away from that old duplex. So still next to the railroad tracks and we'll hear the train. I think we have probably come by once or twice while we've been talking. Um, that's something that you just kind of get used to at some point and it's kind of relaxing after a while, you know? Um, but yeah, we, we moved and we're like still, you know, unpacking. It's still, it's better. It's a lot better now, I can tell you that. Um, were you at the old place for a while? Oh, we're about a year. About a year? Yeah, we're over there by Del Valle, close to Del Valle High School. So the move was not very far to come by over here by Isleta, you know, but That's good. that makes it easier. It's hell yeah, man. makes it a lot easier, but you know, it's just close to family too. Um, hopefully I'll find some of those beers because uh, when next time, you know, we want to record, if you want to stop on by we, on the weekend, we'll do it so that if you want to stop by, we'll actually drink here and, and that would be nice. Talk beer, talk metal. Now, because we've been talking about beer, do you have any recommendations, beer recommendations that uh, we can find here in El Paso, 
um, or for other people around? Um, well, it's hard to recommend a beer without knowing uh, what Taste. people are used to. Yeah. So whenever you're barely starting, if you are used to drinking like the Bud Light or Budweiser or something not that strong, um, I do recommend trying just probably a stout and a pale ale mm -hmm. and see which style you like better, the darker or sweeter or the bitter uh, crisp style. If none of them, then hit me up. I can help you out with a different style of beer. Yeah. But try with those two styles. Once you're already getting into it, uh, I do recommend going into Belgian style uh, beers. They're really complex because they're, they're the yeast mm. that they yeah. used. They have used it for many generations and they've used it for a while. And it has it, it's their own strain and it delivers this uh, spicy flavors and this different kind of flavors that yeah. don't come from any other uh, of the ingredients and you don't have on any other style of beer. Well, that's the, the mother, right? Like, yeah, similar to like a starter for, what do you call it? For a sourdough or right. kombucha or something. They yes. call them the the mother mm -hmm. um it's similar to that but they do go through laboratories and they sell it um how do you call it they they pretty much reproduce the strain and separate oh. it from any other things that there are yeah. in there so you only get the 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 things that you want there okay so they they take what they need only from that yeah but there's also the wild style of, of beers which are the sour beers and the farmhouse beers. They are either done with a bacteria like lactobacillus, whatever you use for yogurt and all that. Yes. So it gives beer a sour, Ooh, uh, super puckery sour. flavor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if, like a Sour Patch Kids, if yeah, you yeah. like those, then go for a sour beer. <laughs> uh, and then there's the wild yeast, which is basically yeast from the, like all around those, there's yeast floating, even if you don't notice. Oh, wow. So just wild yeast, it ferments it and it gives it like this barnyard flavors and aromas. And I'm into, I'm into that style a lot. Yeah. So there's hundreds and hundreds of styles. There's um, <laughs> many people that are innovating and not sticking yeah. to those hundreds of styles and doing their own thing. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a lot in the, to, a lot of things to try and, but don't try to go to the extreme and now uh, give me the most alcoholic and or the uh, most bitter when you're right. barely starting because yeah you're not gonna like craft beer uh if you start that way that's for sure i agree i mean it's the thing too like with um in the same yeah. way that i love watching well i love watching uh, and listening to anthony bourdain okay you know and he had this attitude this way of of going place to place, city to city, region to region, understanding where they come from or trying to understand their background, culture. And he would eat with them. He would dine with them. And when you're breaking bread with people like that and you know, beers as well, I would say, I think that's something that's kind of the, the romantic part about alcohol and beers and stuff like that, right? 
and and figuring out what kind of alcoholic, figuring out what kind of beer you like and stuff like that. And it's, it's an adventure in itself, I think, you know. Uh, and I think a lot of people should go on that. Go on the food adventure. Go on and, and you know, it, look, I love it. Don't get me wrong. But if you go down Alameda, it's tacos, burritos, tacos, burritos, enchiladas. And maybe a Chinese food place. You know what I mean? So, like, I'd like to, that's why I like the, the food trucks, how they bring so much different varieties and that's why i say um try different food as well in the same way you tell people hey well you know there's different kinds of metal out there check out different kinds of metal you know what i mean yeah uh, there's different foods out there there's different beers out there go on that adventure and don't be afraid to if you, it, it's just the beer man if, you know if you don't like it just drink it and get rid of it and that's it you know to try try another one you'll you'll be surprised i think you know um, and that's why, you know, having that attitude that, that Anthony Bourdain has, it's, it's very, um, like, it's good to have that attitude. You know what I mean? And here's the train. There's the train. We're talking about <laughs> <laughs> Shit's funny. Dude. Yeah, they're going fast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But oddly enough, things like, nothing shakes. So that's pretty good, you know. That's great. So anyway... <laughs> But yeah, like, I mean, I mean, that's what got me on, on the foodie adventure in terms of uh, trying different things is, is Bourdain. And he was a rocker, man. He had, he was a wild boy. He was that, uh, you know, ultimate free spirit kind of guy, you know? Yeah. And so I, I, was... I kind of, I kind of feel like it should go in all of our areas of interest, beer, yeah. food, music. It should let it we should let it feed into it you know what i mean yeah and it's even better if you try it with people from that area or people that yeah even the better the people that made it right because they can tell you more yeah. about it they can yeah. and food and beverage is a communal experience it's about exactly. community it's about who you're with yeah. and sharing it and uh sometimes eating the same thing if not at the same time and at least yeah. you're sharing the experience yeah And I've been lucky enough to, to have been in a few countries already. Yeah. So I've tried different styles and that really opens up your, your, the way you think about things like, okay, not everyone eats the same thing. Like yeah. you're not going to be able to even find what you're used to eating here. So yeah. it, it opens up, uh, like it puts everything in perspective in a way. I agree. Um, So recently, actually, uh, was able to. Well, there had been other episodes on the Metal Podcast where we were talking about video games. We were talking about horror movies. Some of our favorite horror movies, and, and for Halloween, right? And then yeah. we just decided to do a video game episode. We we're talking uh, the Nintendo Entertainment, the NES. And if you look up here, I have Ghosts and Goblins. Oh, yeah. And then um, I have, uh, if you remember, Life, Life Force. Life Force? Yeah. It's like, uh, I think I've, yeah. That's... Do you remember like Gradius? Gradius? Not that one. I mean, I shooter. did have the, 
the NES system. Yeah. But um, I grew up more more in the 90s okay. than in the 80s. So, I mean, I was born in the 80s, but grew up in the 90s. Yeah. So I, w- I was more into the uh, Super NES Super than the... Game. Yeah, I uh, love the Super NES, NES too, and Sega. The and Nintendo 64. Yeah. That's, that was my main one. Yeah. I mean, and that's what we talked about, you know what I mean? Like in those episodes. And then we kind of were like thinking, well, let's dive further into it because those are some of our interests, you know, like, you know, I know, for example, you, uh, your one of your other interests is uh, you're on Twitch. Yes. And uh, let's talk about that. What, what are some games that you've been playing? I know um, with Marcus too, right? Yeah, with Marcus. Lately, we've been doing a lot of Nintendo Switch on Twitch. Uh, it rhymes. <laughs> but uh, I ha- I recently bought the new Zelda game. Oh, okay. I haven't played it. I've been saving it for a live stream. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, uh, just as beer and food, yeah. I enjoy games that you play with other people. Okay. So I we've been doing a lot of uh, Super Smash Bros, yeah. um, Overwatch, those cooperative games or uh, multiplayer games. Yeah. But I've been playing also a lot of uh, Cyberpunk lately. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, yeah. It's it's amazing. Has a lot of glitches. It has received a lot of hate because of that. <laughs> um, but. It's great. It's it's visually it's amazing and, and it's a, a good story. On that one, you're playing on your PC. On the PC, yeah. Okay. Um, is it is it real true open world or not a hundred percent? You could say it's open world. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of missions and side missions. So it think of it in the gameplay as a it's very similar to uh, Grand Theft Auto in the way you play it. You're in the street, you get a car, you drive around, you look for side jobs or stick to the main, jo- main okay. job. But in story, it's more like a, I forgot, like a Blade Runner meets uh, Matrix oh, wow. with, yeah, with a few other. Like, um, so there's no fallout kind like of that. feel to it? No, it's more cyberpunk, like a futuristic, uh, yeah, like that eighties futuristic yeah. style. Yeah, RPG, right? Yeah, RPG. A little bit of Mad Max in there as well. So. Hell yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, once they they kind of patch it out, I guess you would say. Uh, again, what? Do you... I said, hopefully they'll patch it out pretty soon. Oh yeah, hopefully they do. Because what I know is that it basically was not ready to be released uh, when they did. And people were expecting to be able to play it in like PS4, PS5, Xbox, and it's not up to to its capacity. I was lucky enough to find pieces for a computer and not at uh, exorbitant prices because everything is really crazy yeah. right now. I got really lucky because I didn't overpay for anything. I, actually, I underpaid for my computer. Nice. So, <laughs> So I got lucky on that sense, yeah. uh, and I was able to play it that way. It, 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 it gives you a better experience, but even so, it's glitchy. 
okay. So if you can live with that, uh, then it, it's great. I mean, as long as it doesn't break the game, it's fine. Yeah, it hasn't so far for me, so. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I could deal with that, you know. Um, lately, I've been looking for, oh, man, I don't know. You know, I've been trying to find something that's open world. You know, when you play games like Fallout and Skyrim, and even to a degree, Grand Theft Auto, they kind of spoil you with yeah. the amount of freedom and the amount of uh, shit, just the amount of things you can do. Um, but I kind of look for games like that. And then kind of like lately it's been stuff like Metroidvania style, like uh, like on the PS4, there's games that are like indie indie titles that are like 10 15 bucks they pay for them maybe like 20 25 hours right they yeah and it's like metroid it's like metroid in castlevania right metroidvania where you got to revisit you got to keep going different parts of the map you didn't have access to it before and then later on you find something and then you can go back to that area you know and then it's just one of those games and, and there's a lot of cool games like that you know yeah, those are always um, fun. Those are my favorite right now just because it's it it does require to a degree uh, puzzle solving, platforming, you know, and then there's RPG elements to them. They have, you know, um, you can grind it out, get but I what I love is like I love games where you could actually see like the new sword, the new armor. Oh, yeah. I love when they do that, you know what I mean? That's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, and that's why I'm like, damn it, when you play Fallout or Skyrim, um, you you get all of that, you know what I mean? And you can go in first person or you can go in third person. So it's cool. It's cool. Um, but, you know, I love, I think my heart's with RPGs, man, and especially old school RPGs, Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy 2 and 3 that we had here in the US. Yeah, I know they were different and uh, Japanese, I think it was like six and five. Yeah, it was already like five and six or something, yeah, something like, that. like that. But here, Final Fantasy II and Final Fantasy III, that were the, the US versions, those kind of set the tone, man. And for me, like, you know, Square Square could not do anything wrong at that time. Um, those are like a lot of my favorite RPGs. And I even love, um, I don't know, did you ever get to play, um, is it Lunar? Lunar? I never got got to play that one. Okay, that one's a, one of the better ones. I know it's on the Sega Saturn and it's on the PS One. Uh, okay, no. There's parts one and two. It's a great great RPG. Um, you can move your characters in different parts of the of the battlefield, and then uh, okay. you have your advantages. You know what I mean? Like it's it's pretty cool, man. I like it. Yeah, it's like a, a strategy. Yeah, um, strategic. Yeah. Big time. That's cool. Um, and so, what else on on Twitch? Um, what's your gamer handle, or, or how can people? Yeah, it's uh, Valerik. So V A L V E R I C K. Okay. So that's the way you can find me on Twitch, on Instagram. Uh, yeah, that's the way I'm there. So. so that's just pretty much the handle you like to use for everything. Yeah, and um, yeah, even my email, Valerik at yeah. Gmail, and if yeah, anyone wants good. to send a. <laughs> something uh be good uh, be glad to to hear it or to yeah. talk about it or do something yeah 
I know that uh, talking about yeah, go for it. Yeah, just talking about open map and all those. The I don't know if you got to play the the last Zelda, the Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. I played a little bit, um, and fucking huge, man. The it's huge. Awesome. It's, it, yeah. it's a great game. It's one of my favorites in the yeah. last few years. Um, so it it has. It's not all the way RPG, but it's still had a few elements of that like you yeah. got a new armor or level up the armor and uh the weapons too but the yeah but the open map is is great i know that there's you... a lot to do in that game and that it can get overwhelming is that true it does it does yeah <laughs> i finished the story and i'm still not halfway through the things that i could do <laughs> <laughs> that's cool yeah. I think that's great when you have stuff like that because then you just finish everything and are there collectibles? Things you can find and collect? Yeah, you can collect like weapons and then there's the um, how it, I, I even forgot because I stopped playing it uh, for a while. <laughs> you can level up your armor, then you can there's like new missions that you have to go and they give you either armor or yeah. you get more hearts and things like that so yeah and i mean i barely came back to gaming not so long ago a few years ago because uh i stopped playing video games for a few years just because mainly i i was doing other things I, i was getting into beer i was getting into back into school i was yeah. doing so many other things that uh i decided to just leave video games for a while but i came back to it and it all came back uh with the streaming for mm-hmm. me it, with twitch and all that yeah. uh, out of necessity i learned all to do all the streaming for the gear fest and then i was like just like this is great and video games are exciting yeah. now and I've been missing in a, a lot of things. So I'm just getting back into it. Jump right back into it. Yeah, like, I mean, I was, I got the Switch a few years ago, but uh, yeah. it was back into PC gaming and getting, ah, okay. uh, trying all, all the new games and things like that. Because so I was just casually gaming right. for many years. Yeah. I was, um, this past few days actually i had been looking at a lot of um fast plays or uh, where they, they yeah. play like ghost and goblins like you know quick and yeah, in a few minutes or so they they did um both quests in i think 20 minutes uh yeah, yeah. and like amazing to see how perfect these guys play Because when I've tried playing shit, I just like, I don't want to play anymore. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just throw the controller. I'm like, yeah, I'm a cunt. I don't want to play this anymore. I'm done. And then, you know, you kind of come back to it like 20, 30 minutes later. And, you know, if you don't, if you're <clears throat> straight up though, if you're not using safe states, um, it's going to be, it, it's going to be so hard. Especially yeah. if you're playing straight up from the old school Nintendo itself, you know? Uh, I know people who have the switch, you have 
that Nintendo subscription that you can play NES games and Super NES games and whatever. And I know Ghost and Goblins is on there and Super Ghost and Ghouls yeah. is on there too. So, but you have safe states on there. You know what I mean? You know, so for some people, if you don't have the luxury of that or emulators or whatnot, then you, you know, you're going to, I would, I would say try to do it without the safe states, but I mean, <laughs> if you really, really, really want to pass it, I guess you can do it, you know? Yeah. But because I know that's how, that's the only way I've been able to reach the last level with uh, Ghost and Goblins. But, you know, it's one of those things where, I don't know, those those games were the ones, actually, those are the, the last episode we did. Um, of the other podcast is called the Full, the Full Metal Nerdcast. Yeah. Um, and that one, um, we were talking about games that uh, make you rage quit, you know. And so <laughs> that that was one of them. That's that that one of those. <laughs> yeah. We had Mega Man, uh, oh, yeah. and Goblins, um, Chippendale, uh, Rescue Rangers, um, DuckTales. That one, yeah. Yeah. DuckTales, that was a, a hard one. Yeah. It was, a, it, was, it was a good game, but it was hard. Yeah, they were great, but they're hard, man. And, and a lot of them were Capcom games, you know? Like, they're fucking hard games. Yeah. So we're talking about, uh, we are talking about earlier that you really got really into gaming with the Super Nintendo, right? So, uh, Super Nintendo and Nintendo yeah. 64 was probably my 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 main favorite when I was growing up. What are games that you remember that like that did it for you that you know you know what like like this is it like what were some of the games that you played? To be honest, Pokemon. Pokemon yeah. was one of the games that I've played most of my life. Uh, versions of Pokemon. Started with the red version, played the yellow, the gold and silver, the ruby, sapphire, uh, all of those. Then uh, I even have the new one, the shield version. Mm, yeah. So I did do a lot of that. And people say like, well, it's just Pokemon, but it, it does involve some strategy, especially yeah. in the old in the old versions. Yeah. Then on um, Super Smash Brothers on the Nintendo 64. And a few other games that uh, one of the best multiplayer games in the Nintendo 64, I don't know if you got to play it, was Conker's Bad for Day. Mm, I know which one it is, uh, but no, I never. That was never one of my before. favorite games in Nintendo 64. Yeah. Then after that, I got, well, I also had the PS1 uh, back in the day. I lived in in Mexico and almost everyone had the uh, the chip that people installed in it to read the the fake or the, the, the copies yeah copies and all that yeah. of games um ooh, that was more than 20 years ago yeah but uh <laughs> then Xbox uh Halo I used to love Halo yeah. uh Last that one Xbox, Xbox 360. That's probably where I where I stopped playing after Xbox 360. Yeah. I stopped playing for a while. PS3 still a little bit, but I didn't have it. Uh, and then until Nintendo Switch came back that I decided to to get it. So yeah, you went you were a couple of generations or that's pretty cool. Yeah, like uh, 
I think for me, there was, um, I like playing was Pokemon Stadium. Do you remember that one? That was great. That one was fun. I, I thought it was like one of the most creative ideas, you know, to, yeah. to, to have made that. And I still think that it's still fun shit to play that. Um, it is. Pokemon I know Conquerors 2. I what, think it was a yeah. Pokemon Stadium 2 was the best one. Did they, they ever make anything else like that? Like which one? Like Pokemon Stadium? I think they did like Pokemon Tournament, something like that. Oh, is that the same thing? Okay. It's more in the in the battle style, but not so much about the multiplayer. Oh, okay. the the mini games. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I like I like what they just could could mix it up, you know, like I know I always make fun of Nintendo for reusing <laughs> like the characters and but they make a lot yeah. of good games, dude. They like do. I always poke fun. Ah, you, you know, they have Mario and they have, they use, you know, they reissue like the same game with more stuff, you know, but shit, they're fun. I know they're going to read, was it Bowser's Fury is the one that's coming out. Yeah, it's the one that's coming out. That's the, I think it's a DLC, no? Or is that part? Uh, it's the, I think Super Mario's 3D World, Bowser's Fury, they call it. Yeah, not sure if it's DLC all the way, but it's like the 3D world, right? Which they already created one, so yeah. Yeah, it's probably a DLC, I'm not sure. But um, when is that one gonna come out? Because it looks awesome. That one looked really it's, cool. Well, it does have great reviews, so yeah. I don't know. It's a uh, apparently it's a DLC. Okay. Or not a DLC, but. 3D World was for Wii U, and they're making now. They're adding them, like putting them in a bundle, something like that. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Which other games for you? What's that? Growing up. Oh. Which other games for you? Growing up was straight up for me was the first Final Fantasy. Um, that did it for me. And that was kind of like where my love for RPGs came was the very first one for the NES. And then, yeah, I started playing games like Mega Man. We started playing the original Metal Gear for the Nintendo. And then we started playing, uh, you know, like the one that I always go back to, and I think it's probably the ultimate and probably the best platforming is Super Mario World for the Super NES, you know? Oh yeah. A default comes with it, you know what I mean? Like you just, it just comes with the Super NES when you bought it. Um, probably still to me, one of the best easily uh, platformers of all time and it's a little difficult but it's still it's fun it's fun um so you have games like that and then you know when when the uh ps1 came out i love playing that game worms i don't know if you remember worms i used to uh, play it a lot with uh, actually with marcus yeah I used to play it a lot um yeah that you were two teams and then throwing yeah. things at each other yeah the that whole idea, because I love the PS1 version because it was 2D. Um, yeah. And I fucking, like, that's still to this day one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and we were, initially, we had rented a Hollywood video. And I remember we're uh, making fun of my brother, like, you're a dumbass. Why are you, you know, that's a <laughs> stupid name. Worms, it's going to suck. And, man, we were, man, we were into it. And so I ended up buying it off eBay um it's still one of the best games i think 
uh, of all time. Well, for me at least, in terms of like, have your friends over, bring you know, get some beers and just play, and it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's cool because it's like four teams, up to four teams at once of worms, four worms per team. You could, you could uh, press different numbers and you could uh, generate a landscape. Um, yeah. Or you can random generate however you wanted to. Like for instead of pressing the numbers, you generate it yourself, and you get some crazy, weird landforms to to yeah. fight on. And that was the cool part, dude. Is like you could just have some weird shit going on, and you could name your team. You know, you could name them uh, Team. Uh, mine, mine was oh, team, yeah. <laughs> team Ramrod. Uh, Ramrod. Ramrod from Super Troopers. So I had all the guys' names from Super Troopers, like Rabbit, <laughs> Thorny, you know, and I just named them all that Mac. And um, I would do that. And, and like, you, you, you'd have that or they would have, like, I don't know, you can name them whatever you wanted. Yeah, but some of those guys are sons of bitches, man. They were hard, dude. The, the AI, if, if yeah. you, even if you put it on uh, normal, like normal AI, they were hard, dude. They were super accurate with their, with their missiles and grenades. Yeah. So. Those of you, yeah, those of you who maybe didn't play it, yeah. Imagine if Angry Birds was fun and competitive. Yeah. With <laughs> and uh, it was two teams. Yeah. Throwing things at each other. Yeah, and you could move around. You can jump. You can do things. You could teleport. Yeah. Uh, if you were even like, yeah. Like the ninja, oh the rope one, like like the rope ninja that yeah. it was just climbing and yeah. moving around. We can like drill into the ground to get away from everybody. Too hard. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was very strategic. I mean, that's basically what it was. Yeah. Um, but sure enough, you know, like playing games like that, and I remember playing Diablo for the first time. And uh, I, I didn't play it on the PC. I played it on the PS One, and uh, a little. A little glitchy, a little weird, but it plays well, you know. I end up beating it a few times. Um, and that's where, like, holy shit, there's games where you can loot, find loot, find find different swords, you know, find armor, you know, the ring, different shields, different things, you know, and it's like, shit. Um, now that you mention, I do, did play Diablo 1 on PC, oh. but I was, I was really young. So yeah. uh, my, it was my brothers and they didn't let me play that much. Yeah, yeah, uh, they usually are. Because huh? <laughs> it was like in the 90s. And yeah. Yeah, it would have been like six or seven yeah. back then. Yeah, those games are fun, man. And it's still to this day. I mean, uh, for me, I, if anything, I want to, uh, what do you call it? I guess be able to play them on my PC. Um, I have a very weak fucking pc it's just a normal it's an hp all-in-one desktop you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> super That's fine. super minimum but i think it, i think it could play those but we'll see in the future yeah. so those are some of the games that i really had grown up with that i really liked obviously for me it was really the nes that did it for me it was like games like contra and uh, um Double Dragon, yeah, Double Dragon was great. Um, was a great one, yeah. One of the, um, yeah, so it was that Double Dragon Punch Out, 
punch out. Uh, that's that's yeah. a, that was a fun one. That was always classic. And then my favorite, the sports, you know, Tecmo Super Bowl. I always go with that one, the football game. Uh, yeah. Just also out of nostalgia, I want to buy the the remake of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah, uh, video games. I used to yeah. play them a lot. <laughs> they look good, man. And yeah, and you get a lot of a lot of game for what you for what you pay. I think it's two games, right? It's two games. Yeah, yeah parts one and two. So yeah. and they look really good. I'm telling you. So I haven't. I played the. I haven't played it yet, but it looks amazing. Um, that one I'm gonna definitely pick up probably just when it's like on sale or something. But I think it, I love I like games like that too. Where um, I remember there was a Hot Wheels game for the Super no for the N64. There was a Hot Wheels game, or yeah, or it could have been like Cruising USA or something like that, or I forgot which one it was. Mm. But it had a oh the whole level was like ramps and things to do tricks with your car and yeah. um you had to like boost and just like you could i forgot what it was what called was the, what was the name of that one i did play it a lot as well i think it was it was one of the cruising for usa ps1 um, i think they made it for the ps1 and they made it for the n64 yeah uh, but it was one of those titles um and it could have even been a, a hot wheels game because i know they did the same thing um, but I, I remember a lot of. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was gonna say my favorite one was Monster Truck Madness. I don't know if you remember that one. I didn't play uh, that one. Monster Truck Madness on the N64 was fun. The racing sucked. You didn't want to do the <laughs> racing, but they had the King of the Hill mode, okay. where you had to get your your monster truck to the top, and then uh, everyone else brought their monster trucks, and everybody's like you know hitting you off and you have to stay up there and whoever gets the most points at the end of the day wins you know uh and it's crazy because uh the controls are really slippery so when you get up there you have to like put your brakes up now you're gonna like you're gonna jump roll. to the other side oh. yeah you can roll to the other side it's crazy man uh, and it's cool because they had like they had hulk hogan's um monster truck they had gravedigger yeah. You know what I mean? They have all the cool monster trucks and everything. And then, man, I don't know if you remember when they made ATV Off-Road Fury uh, for the PS2. No, yeah. I never played it. I, I remember the name, but I didn't yeah. play it. I think it was part three or four where you could play like soccer with the ATVs. And That's what I was going to tell you. The yeah. I don't know if you played uh, Rocket League. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like I the, played the, it, but that gets fun, dude. But it mm -hmm. used to be another game before. I don't know if you remember. Which um, one? Before it used to be super acrobatic, rocket powered. Can you can you look it up really quick? <laughs> yeah, let me just uh, look it up. <laughs> I think it was acrobatic, super acrobatic, rocket powered. Super acrobatic rocket powered battle cars. There you go. That's what it was before. S-A-R-P-B-C. Yeah. <laughs> Rocket League is easier. The Rocket League is so much easier. Yeah, that one that one came out on the PS3. And uh, and I remember loving that game when it came out on the PS3. And then they just made it 
they made it awesome for the PS4 and everyone else. <laughs> so it's like such a great idea, man. Like, it like is. so simple but fucking fun. You know? This is genius. I think the there's another one on the PS4 that I like playing, and I think it's on the Switch too. And you're just like going downhill on a mountain bike. And uh, I think it's downhill something. Uh, it's for the it's for the you can find it on the Switch, and it's just a bike. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it. And it's got a cool like isometric. Um, it's third person. And it's, it's like got, the Lonely Mountains. I see. That's the one. That's the one. And I love the the cameras, the way they use it, the way they filmed it. Um, what's it's that effect that they would use in, let's say, um, Hereditary? They used it a lot in Hereditary. Okay. Um, that's this movie effect, the camera effect, um, to kind of make you look small and weird, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah. And it looks an amazing game. It's it's very difficult. Uh, for some people, they might have picked it up fast, but just the way the camera, the the camera and the controls are two different things, right? So they're not necessarily like tank controls from like P the Resident Evil or Silent Hill. It's just weird because of the way you maneuver your mountain bike. But it's fun, man, because when you play that game, that shit's relaxing, dude, because you just hear like birds chirping. You can hear like the wind. You know what I mean? So it's like a very quiet game, but it's fun. It's hard. It's hard. But, you know, I like it. It's, there's blood in it and stuff like that if you fall. That's a great game. It. It's a cheap game to, to, to buy. To try. Yeah. What else? Yeah, just I mean, there's a lot of amazing of amazing games that I just started popping my mind when we were talking about it. Yeah, and some not not that great, but I that I did play a lot. Like even like Gran Turismo. I don't know if you played that. Yeah, those are hardcore. Yeah, I used really? to like that one. Yeah, because of the details of the cars. Yeah. too. Back then, uh, probably if we look at it right now, it's it's really shitty. But yeah. <laughs> like you could get almost every sports car in existence and yeah. just try it out. And that was nice. I was looking for stuff like that. Where do you remember Road Rash? Which one? Uh, Road Rash. No, I didn't. That's one of my favorite games. And basically, you raced motorcycles. And you would fight with people at the same time. So they're next to you. You can give them a chingazo or you can kick them <laughs> or hit them with like a, a, a crowbar or a chain. Okay. And knock them off. And then if you won, you would win money, right? Yeah. And you start saving money and then like for you to buy a, a, a new motorcycle. And then once you bought a new motorcycle, you went up to the next level. And then you do the same thing. Start fighting chingasos at the same time you're avoiding cows, cars, oil slicks. You know what I mean? Like you're avoiding yeah. stuff on the road, and um, and of course it's like curving and going all crazy and stuff. And they made that one for the PS One and the ones which I I recommended the PS One version or Sega Saturn, um, but they made it also for the Sega Genesis. Um, and if you're able to play any of those one two or three on the sega genesis they're awesome they're all awesome you know i'll look it up yeah yeah road rash 
I know there's a modern game. There's a modern game that's on the PS4. That's its spiritual successor, but not necessarily the uh, sequel to it. But I forgot the name. Um, and that one's fun too. It's it's just as fun. But um, I like. I would like to play games where racing games where you do that, where you race and then earn money to build up your car. Um, I don't know if I've been looking at need for speed games, but I don't like the, the, I don't like the game engine. I don't like the way it plays or the way it looks. You know what I mean? Uh, I used to play the need for speed on the PS one. Yeah. Oh, those are great. Yeah. Those Those are are great, but Yeah. 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 I haven't played in a while. But Cyberpunk actually offers you some of those things that you can buy new cars, you can get uh, like other cars and your car damages, you got to fix it. Similar to <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, yeah. but you don't steal the cars. <laughs> uh, you can, yeah. but it's not the not always and not every car and, <laughs> and that's not the point of it. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah I think the other game that I used to play uh, PS2 was uh, Tokyo Extreme Racer. Um, oh, the, the name sounds familiar yeah and those you could do the same thing you raced and you got money and then you would build up your car like that um, and then yeah I don't know they only made parts I think they only made one, two, and three I think I'm not sure yeah I think I did play it yeah, yeah. it was similar to Need for Speed yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah it's very really cool I mean and those are like not hard, not super detailed um, yeah but you could like still upgrade your vehicle, you know what I mean? So those those are cool games to me. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, like I'm kind of like I was telling you, I'm kind of stuck on shooters. You know, I'm like playing Call of Duty, the Modern Warfare, and Cold War. You know, the new uh, Black Ops one, and mm-hmm. they're fun, dude. But you know, it's, to me, it's frustrating because like. You know, back in the Halo days, you would, or even, yeah, for sure, Halo 2, 3, the first one. People really didn't hide. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the whole point was to kill each other, you know? Yeah. And now I see people hiding in corners or hiding in bushes or, you know, they're just kind of like, eh, it's not even fun anymore because it's like, what's the point, dude? You're just like, we're not playing hide and seek, you know. That's not the whole idea of it. So, yeah, I think Over Overwatch gives you that. It's more of that that kind of uh, first person shooter, Halo style, weird we- weapons and yeah, kill each other. You die, you revamp, and then uh, change your strategy, things like that. So that's why I'm gonna I look Overwatch. into that one because I know my friend Gonzo has been wanting me to to get it. Um, yeah. And so I know it's um, what it's the same company, no, or no, it's the ones who did Diablos, no. I think so. I think it's Blizzard. Don't make, it's Blizzard, yeah, it's yeah. Blizzard. So yeah, it's Blizzard, and I know those guys are really good about probably keeping up with the game, huh? Characters yeah. and, and updates and stuff. Yeah, they are, and you don't need a like a really expensive computer to run it. It's it yeah. runs in as long as you have a like a, even an old older generation gamer GPU or yeah. an APU, like in one of those combined, you may be able to run it well. 
Okay. Right now, I'm, I'm potentially maybe looking to, to build something. But also, I don't know if I should just get a PS5. I know it's not going to be the exact same thing at all. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not sure if I'm willing to, you know, put something together for like $800. You know what I mean? And It's going to be cheaper to buy a PS5 if you can find it. Right. Um, but the thing... The reason why I decided to buy a, uh, or build a computer was because I my intention was to use it both as a workstation mm. and a computer since I'm into advertising. Okay. Uh, my wife's a graphic designer. Uh, even though she has the Mac back there, you cannot see it right now. Um, I'm always been more into Windows and Mac. Yeah. I, I use Mac, especially for all the Adobe. It's great. Yeah, but I, I wanted to use one that was good for everything. Yeah. So that's why. Well, that's a good investment. That's a good investment yeah. for that. Um, I love my uh, my MacBook Pro. Um, it's it's a little workhorse. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it it's is. great. It's they're great, um, and they last quite a quite a long time. I've had mine yeah. for six years, man. That's still kicking and still modern. You know, still looks good. Um, I want to get the new ones though. Uh, they look the what is it, the M1 chip or what is it that I have? The... Yeah, the M1 chip. Shit. If you've looked at the Mac Mini, the yes, new one, that's it's a great, man. Yeah, it's great bang for the buck. I Hell mean, yeah, it it's weird to say that for Mac because yeah. Mac is always about. But this uh, is the game changer, I think. I think this yeah today I think it's different now, uh, and we're gonna see a huge difference in. It is the yeah. next couple of years, you know. Yeah, and it's it actually hit me as a surprise to see such a good computer at a, such a low price for Mac. Yeah, because you don't see that as often. No, um, I mean it's not super cheap. Like obviously, like it's seven hundred bucks. Seven hundred for the basic model, but um, you could expand on that. You know. Yeah. You could. I mean, if you're not actually. Uh, using it as a professional, I would say. Uh, for a family, it's perfectly fine. For everybody's yeah. needs, it's perfectly fine. Even if it does have, like I say, just eight gigs of RAM, um, it's still perfectly fine because you're not going to push it to the, the fullest potential. Um, if, if, you know, like I, like I said, if you're, you're editing, uh, you know, doing video editing, 4K stuff, you know what I mean? Then you're probably better off getting the 16 gigs RAM on that, you know, but I yeah. think with the eight gigs, you're fine. And it's a little, even for, yeah, even for audio processing and all that. Yeah. It's, it's, still, I mean, it's still great. It has enough ports and stuff like that. Of now you can buy yourself stuff, uh, dongles and stuff like that for that. Um, and then, I mean, what you connect it to a, your computer screen or TV, whatever you want to, I would say computer screen, yeah. but that's to me the, that's what I was actually, I was telling my pops the other day. I was like, you know what? I, I want to get one of those Mac minis. Um, cause, cause he was going to buy, um, the new iPad. Um, yeah. The iPad air. Yeah. And I was like, do it man. Cause he was going to do that. And I was like, man, that's remind That's what reminded me. I think yeah. I want to get the, the Mac mini, the Mac mini. Uh, but that's going to be like future. Cause I think that's going to be like my, for sure, my workhorse, my everything. 
Yeah, and, and it's going to last for a while because yeah. M1 chip is here to stay for a while. Yeah, I think so. And then I'll have my MacBook Pro as a backup, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So probably when I want to record and to be mobile, you know, yeah. record mobile. So I could do that, you know what I mean? That's why that's I have cool. my, that's what I was going to do is record in my other, in my bedroom. Um, I took my computer over there, my MacBook, and I was like, well, since I'm in the front of the house and they're being fucking loud and they're being like really fucking loud with like that bass, the yeah. uh, like they're not, I can't hear anything, but should, now they're, they're, they went inside or whatever. So it's all good. So, but yeah, like I'm not going to be able to take this freaking huge computer, you know? No. So You know what's great for that? I bought this Zoom recorder. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's uh, it's good as an audio interface, yeah. but it's also a portable recorder. So you can just take your microphone and wherever you are, batteries, oh, wow. yeah. records, and then you just, like a digital camera that you pass the files, you pass the files, the audio files into the computer and edit. Just upload them. Yep. Since I have the... The Yeti, so check this out. The uh, big Yeti, yeah. Yeah. And those are, those are cool. Yeah, but you can hear everything with them. That's it's it's there's pros and cons to it. And yeah. Like uh, the microphone I'm trying right now, I don't know yeah. how much you can hear into it. It's the Audio Technica AT yes. twenty twenty. Yeah, that's a great mic. It, it's a great mic. Um yeah, I'm barely I've I've been Trying the mics from the Zoom recorder, the old Audio Technica mic that we had here, this new one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just try new things and yeah. those are those are nice it out. Not that much, no. They're still uh it's they're great bang for the buck. Yeah. I think they're like what, eighty or ninety? They're a hundred, I think. hundred? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that um I I see on the podcast groups all the time. Is the Rode uh, Procaster? Is that what it is? Oh yeah. And Rode is coming up with great stuff. Yeah, I see that. Those are like, like if you're gonna invest, those are the ones that, that it's as easy as it gets. Is with that. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know. I mean, I've been doing very well with the, the blue the blue Yeti. Um, I'm telling everybody, like, if you're not if you can't afford the blue Yeti or if you can't afford the Audio Technica, if you could afford the snowball, right? The blue uh, yeah. snowball. Those are like $40, $40. And those are great starting off mics. Uh, and what I love about the, the Yeti, though, is like it has different sets, right? You can put it for interview mode or just for yeah. f- for me. Frontal right or... Uh, you do a 360. You call it. Yeah, you know, you could, you could do it. Condenser. Yeah, you can set it up. Yeah, it's condenser, but you can set it up any way you want it. And I think that's what's great about it. And also the idea that it's USB and makes it even more mobile. You can take it anywhere you want. And yeah, uh, that's kind of like why I see the, see the pluses for me when it comes to that. Yeah, I was using this other Audio Technica. Yeah. This is a dynamic one. And this ah, one is yes. USB. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember ATR2100. It's USB. Yeah. It's also affordable. It's it's a great mic. Um, it you just have to know how to use it better, yeah. and yeah. that it's just dynamic, so it's direct, and 
right. maybe you have to to adjust the volumes before you use it, but that's it. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing too, right? For a lot of people is learning where their <laughs> range or the yeah, the range like where they should be. Um, yeah. because for me I'm comfortable being far like a few feet away. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you can hear me fairly well. Uh, yeah. So yeah, okay. so it's like one of those things where I don't know. There's a lot of cool stuff. That's why I like recording when there's groups. It's easy, man. And just yeah. put it in 360, boom, and everybody could talk. And it's awesome. So, but what was I going to say? Um, I don't know if you want to plug, you want to plug yourself another time. Um, um, sure. You, you I mean, you can, out. yeah, you can find me on Twitch as uh, Valberic, V-A-L-B-E-R-I-C-K. Same on Instagram as a, um, I'm there as Valverick. Uh, Festival Desertica, like the Festival Desert Ica. <laughs> uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Acá en Juarez, that's the podcast. It's in Spanish, but still the festival is bilingual. So you're going to find some things in Spanish, some things in English. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing right now. Hells yes. Uh, I just wanted to add really quick too that um, um, we're going to have a, a full Metal Nerdcast episode coming within the next couple weeks probably. So keep an ear out for that. And thank you, Eric, so much for being my guest on here. Uh, look forward to having you for more episodes. Um, hopefully in the flesh, have some beers, talk, uh, talk some metal. So... Thank you so much. Uh, you guys, buy the ticket, take the ride.